Welcome to Talks at Advent, homilies and reflections given at the Church of the Advent, a Western Rite Orthodox mission in Atlanta, Georgia. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost, God is one. Amen. Last Sunday, Father Ben took us on an enlightening journey into the structure of the Mass, how every part functions and fits together with the rest, and what its purpose is, what it accomplishes. There was some history, some theology, some spirituality, some human psychology, some philosophy. I highly recommend you go and find that video from last Sunday if you missed it. In addition to that resource, there's also at the back of the Black Service books in the pews, in the appendix, a section called About the Liturgy, which is a further explanation of the Mass, and it's even available as a PDF on our website too, under the Orthodoxy and then Western Rite page. The Mass as a service is a remarkable artifact, just from a secular anthropological standpoint. As something you might study in a comparative religions class, the Mass is an amazing, sophisticated example of rite and ceremony, sacrifice and sacrament. Of course, we believe it excels so much at that level because it's actually true and efficacious, because it was inspired and carefully, reverently shaped by holy saints of the church throughout the guiding, through the guiding of the Holy Spirit. Very consciously, not an invention of man, but as given to us by Christ himself, and only adorned with words and actions to show our reverence for that fact. The principal action of Mass, be certain of this, is Jesus' own sacrifice on the cross being made present to us here so that we can join our own meager sacrifice of ourselves, our souls, and bodies, as we say, with his sacrifice and offer that joint sacrifice to the Father as one. To have that sacrifice accepted by the Father and then to eat of that sacrifice in order to ratify it and derive the benefits of it. Just like every food sacrifice of the Old Covenant, whether animal or grain or drink offering, had to be consumed both by the priest and by the ones offering it after it was offered up in order to complete it, Jesus' own sacrifice also needs to be consumed by us under the appearance of bread and wine in order to be uh, fully affect what he has done within our souls and bodies. Unless you eat the flesh of the Son of Man and drink his blood, Jesus himself says, you have no life in you. So that's what we do in Mass. But this sacrament is so broad and encompassing, so capacious, that there's room to attach all kinds of intentions and lessons and themes to it, which is why, through the though the ordinary of the Mass stays the same each time we celebrate it, the propers of the Mass are variable, changing from Sunday to Sunday, from one feast to the next, and even for particular occasions and life events, such as weddings or funerals. Today, I want to build on what Father Ben did last Sunday, and I want to focus on the propers specifically today, using the propers for today, the fifth Sunday after Easter. Um, and I want to use them to illustrate this broadly and to show how, taken all together, the propers of the Mass work to create a theme which we can join ourselves to and offer up. These themes are meant to not only teach us or remind us of things on the mental level, 
but to inspire our faith in a certain direction, to open up to us a certain facet of God's goodness, mercy, glory, or righteousness. Now, there's no official key for the way to interpret what any one day's propers are putting forward to us, just like there's no one way to read a particular passage of Scripture. Rather, we're supposed to contemplate and pray these propers with the eye of faith, open to the Holy Spirit to speak to us and inspire us. I'll explain how I see today's propers working, though this explanation is by no means exhaustive, and if you see more links going on that I miss, great. Uh, Incidentally, if you want to uh, read my interpretation of the propers on any given Sunday, uh, we're trying to include that as a section in our newsletter week to week, so if you're not signed up for the newsletter, um, do that. So today's propers, they begin with the introit, like everyday's propers, or entrance chant, today coming from two sources, Isaiah 48, with a voice of singing, declare ye this, and let it be heard, alleluia, uttered even to the end of the earth, the Lord hath delivered his people. The alleluias are added, of course, because this Sunday, for the last time this year, we're still in the Easter season. And then Psalm 66. O be joyful in God, all ye lands, sing praises unto the honor of his name, make his praise to be glorious. Notice both of these verses mention singing, singing to the Lord and also singing to declare to the world about the Lord. It's singing as a vehicle of praise and of preaching. Why? The Lord hath delivered his people. That's why. And being in Eastertide, we interpret this as a Paschal act. The Lord delivering his people means Christ delivering us from sin, death, and the power of the devil. If you want to follow along in these, by the way, it's in uh, the, uh, the bulletin. They're always printed in the bulletin. The next proper is the collect, which again begins with a note of praise, saying that all good things come from God. But then a new element is introduced, thinking and then doing good things. I wonder where that element is about to be expounded. That's right, in the next proper, because the propers link themselves together. So the next proper is the epistle. Here, St. James tells us, not to be like someone who looks at himself in the mirror and then turns away and immediately forgets what he saw, but rather to look deeply into the law of truth revealed in Christ and to then turn away and put it into action. He's talking about a holistic life, a life that both remembers what the Lord has done for us, think of the introit again, and then proclaims it even unto the ends of the earth with a voice of singing as the introit has it, but also in our actions as St. James has it. The next proper is the gradual, or since we're still in Easter, it's called the great alleluia. The, the gradual and alleluia are kind of stuck together with extra alleluias for Easter. So it, like the introit, also has two sources. The first, rather uniquely it has to be said, isn't a direct quote from scripture, but simply a prayer from the heart of the church. Christ is risen and hath showed light unto us, whom he hath redeemed with his blood. This is an echo of the praise from the introit, a solid capstone to the Eastertide alleluias that we've sung all season. But the second part is, I came forth from the Father, 
and am come into the world. Again, I leave the world and go to the Father, alleluia. Again, I wonder where that's about to be expounded. Oh, that's right, in the very next proper. The Gospel, St. John 16, 23 through 33, which we just heard proclaimed by Father Ben. The Gospel is Jesus talking to his disciples about his imminent departure to the Father, that is, his ascension, and could be seen to be slightly out of step and unrelated with the other propers of the day, if we didn't know that this passage is placed here today specifically to prepare us, like his disciples, to celebrate the Ascension in four short days. By the way, we'll have the Ascension Mass at 7 p.m. this Thursday, uh, and this is not one to miss. I really encourage you, if you're at all able, to make the effort to come for that. The Ascension is a huge event in salvation history. It's a major feast of the church, and it's such a rich and significant theological topic. If you're not sure why, then all the more reason you should definitely come. But there's another theme introduced in the gospel passage, that of praying now in the name of Jesus directly to the Father. This asking of God in Jesus' name is a theme uh, which is specifically held up between today and Ascension Thursday through what are called the rogation masses, coming from the Latin word rogare, meaning to ask. These are masses uh, where we lean in to the promise of Jesus that anything we ask in his name directly to the Father, he will grant us. So today is often called Rogation Sunday because of this, because it kicks off these masses uh, celebrated in the wider church tomorrow through Wednesday. So now with the coming ascension and the promise of praying directly in the name of Jesus to the Father, having been introduced to us in the gospel, the next proper returns to thanksgiving through singing. The offertory chant from Psalm 66 says, O praise the Lord our God, ye people, and make the voice of his praise to be heard, who holdeth our soul in life and suffereth not our feet to slip. But then, listen to the next verse. Praised be the Lord who hath not cast out my prayer, nor turned his mercy from me. Alleluia. Did you catch how the fact that God hears our prayer is now part of the praise that we've been doing since the introit? It's because of what Jesus has just promised us in the gospel. Finally, the last proper that we sing today is the communion verse. And this caps off the theme of singing praise to God for what he has done from Psalm 96. Oh, sing unto the Lord, alleluia. Sing unto the Lord and praise his name be telling of his salvation from day to day. Alleluia, alleluia. The theme of singing to the Lord and singing about the Lord to the world runs throughout the propers of the day. In the introit, it's because the Lord hath delivered his people. In the offertory, it's because he holdeth our life and has not cast out our prayer. In the communion, it's because we tell of our salvation. When possible, like with today's very clear theme, we can match the various hymns we sing at certain points to this theme. As in our entrance hymn, we sing to all creatures, lift up your voice and with us sing. At the offertory hymn, we will sing at the Lamb's high feast, we sing. And in our closing hymn, we exclaim, oh, for a thousand tongues to sing. Every mass with its unique set of propers offers us the opportunity to reflect carefully on a new aspect of God, of our salvation, 
of our mission in the world, of God's wonderful workings. Don't let the propers pass you by. Pay close attention to them. Pick up the bulletin. Read them through as they're being sung by the choir. And let what the Holy Spirit inspires in you through them be joined to your self-offering to the Father so that with his Son, our Lord, we may be found perfect and acceptable, holy and just. In the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Ghost, God is one. Amen. Talks at Advent. Homilies and reflections given at the Church of the Advent, a Western Rite Orthodox mission in Atlanta, Georgia.